0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. I'm Dino Varelli, CEO and founder of Project Purple, and today we're sitting down with Kevin and Jody Chenard in the Project Purple studio in Seymour Connecticut. Thank you Kevin and Jody for coming all the way down from northern Connecticut, like yeah. almost on the map. Where do you, you guys are almost on the Mass border?
1: Almost. Uh, almost. We're in, we're in Ellington.
0: Ellington, which is up by Yukon. Yes. Yep. Right near Yukon. Are you, are you guys Yukon fans? Uh, yes.
2: Where you can kind of newly uh, season ticket holders. Oh, for football,
0: for the football, team. <laughs> football. Well, we won't yeah. bring up, we could talk basketball. Football's another <laughs> we'll story. talk
1: basketball. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we'll talk basketball. Well, thank you guys for coming down to the Project Purple office for this podcast. Kevin, you are surviving and fighting pancreatic cancer, um, and I know Jody's been you know, a big part of the, the whole thing that's huge. been going on, huge. huge. So it's actually an awesome surprise that you brought Jody. I didn't know you were bringing Jody. You didn't mention anything. Maybe you just forgot in passing, not to get you in trouble here. But uh, Jody's running on our New York City Marathon team this year, which that's is right. awesome. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but for our listeners at home, and I know before we got on the air here, or before we started recording, because we are not live, um, you guys had talked about like speaking and stuff. So I'd love to hear and I'd love to for you guys to share with our audience your journey. And you know, you can give us, as I tell our guests, as much of what's been going on um, or as little, and we'll go from there.
1: Well, thank you very much for, for the invitation. I think um, having Jody here With me is critical because, as everybody knows, that um, you know, we can't do this stuff alone. And without um, Jody being my eyes and my ears um, through this whole um, journey, as we call it, it's uh, it's it was critical for me. I think sometimes, as a um, newly diagnosed, you get this glassed over, glossed over feeling that. you don't even know what's hitting you and uh, with uh, with every uh, consultation with uh, oncologists and, and doctors and everyone else that we've dealt with if I don't have Jody by my side I'm, I'm probably not as informed as, uh, as I am today um, she's able to just take it all in and and bypass the emotional part initially um, and just, Uh, and keep me informed, um, because I can honestly tell you there were times I just didn't even know what was happening to me, you know, as we started this thing.
2: He was diagnosed back in uh, April of 2015. No, excuse me, 16. 16, yeah. It feels like it's been that long. (laughs) Um, And uh, really, his, um, he he hardly had any symptoms. Um, It was... He started, uh, he was diagnosed in 2015 with early onset diabetes, and uh, his um, father had diabetes, so it was in his um, family history. So while it was surprising, no one thought much of it. Um, And then, fast forward about six months, um, they had changed some of his insulin, and he was experiencing some um, pain um, underneath his
1: chest, Yeah, guess. some abdominal pain and some severe back pain. Back
2: pain. And, you know, he was, he was saying, um, oh, it must be my insulin, like it's weird that my, you know, back in, I'm like, that doesn't really make any sense. And, um, we were at a family party and, um, or friends of ours and, um, a friend who is a, um, diabetic nurse educator, said to him, you know, that just doesn't really sound right, you should go and talk to your doctor. Um, And so he had, I had him call um, that Monday and uh, his doctor thankfully said, um, you know, he can, uh, he can't get him scans and stuff, why don't you just go to, uh, it was a a walk-in place in Marlborough. Um, which is out in the middle of nowhere mm. <laughs> and uh it was snowing it was in april it was that april when it was uh, we had yeah, like a freak snow 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 snowstorm yeah. and um so he went out there and he had a scan or a, yeah, ct scan mm. and um it showed a large uh tumor in his um pancreas and uh lesions on his liver, and also something they couldn't really identify in his hip. So he was immediately um, uh, admitted into the hospital. And then we had, had we were told that it was just a fatty mass and that, you know, he was fine. And um, <laughs> so we were like, yay, you know.
1: You can't even imagine that relief, although, you know, we were doing more tests. Um, at this hospital and it came back they came back and said that it was a fatty mass and so now I've never even seen the inside of a hospital in all honesty in my whole life and uh, this is the first time I've ever been admitted into a hospital so we're relieved because okay it's a fatty mass and I remember telling those around me so as a precaution we um, went to another hospital and
2: um, Actually, had it um, biopsy. Had a
1: biopsy, and, and
2: just the the day of the biopsy, they said we were going to have to wait, you know, two days. And the day of, <clears throat> the surgeon came out and said, "I am ninety nine point nine percent sure this is pancreatic cancer and really bad." Um, and so we were just shocked, and. Um, Kind of regrouping and um, that time is a little bit of a blur but we went to um, a hospital in Connecticut and um, met with oncology it was not a good experience um, and that was how uh, through um, the uh, president of his company had uh, recommended for us to go to Dana-Farber mm-hmm. um, and so we went there we were very happy with um, all of the care that we've received there.
1: The reason Um, uh, um, the president of my company um, had recommended Dana Farber, his wife um, had passed of of breast cancer and the care that she had gotten there um, for a number of years he said was instrumental and he was he was adamant with me um... actually said to me stop being stubborn listen to me for a change and and do what i ask you to do and it turned out to be just the uh, the smartest move we've ever made because from from the onset of walking into a facility like that um... literally from when you park your car to walking into the lobby to everything I mean, we were in nowhere's land, and and uh, and every individual that we encountered, um, specifically, you know, greeted us and wanted to make sure that we were in the right area. Let me direct you to the and so from beginning to end, um, everyone that we had encountered it was uh, it was just a, a great feeling knowing that you're going to be taken care of. Um, it was uh, um, it was daunting for us. Um,
2: well, because you know, when you're diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, it's usually met by people of like a, oh, you know, shoulders fall yeah. and like oh, not that one, you know, and you're you're almost left with like no hope of like oh, God, <laughs> we're really screwed here, right. you know, and I think looking up online and trying, I mean. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, as you know, you know, there's just not a lot of uh, positivity out there regarding pancreatic cancer, and um, so to try to balance um, that to not, I had, because I was the one really doing all the research and figuring out, and I finally had to get to a place to where I had to stop going online, because, um, you know, I was, like, thinking, Okay, he's gonna die, you know, and um, well, there's a
0: very hard reality with it, right? I mean, I think, and that's one thing that, uh, you know, for our listeners at home, I think you just said something that's so important is to uh, get off the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had a survivor. not too long ago and talked about you know the misinformation sometimes on the internet not necessarily misinformation but the lack of current information yes you know and so I think that's in this day and age and the way society is I mean we want everything yesterday Mm -hmm. and that goes with information and you know with everything we look at you know whether it's politics medicine sports you know, we want the scoop now. Yeah. You know, and we want answers now. And I think that's um that's a hard thing to do. It's hard to like disconnect. But I think that's a very powerful statement because I think people when they are um, diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, maybe they need to disconnect. And I've mm-hmm. I've actually talked to a family Recently, and they said that's the first thing they decided was like, hey, we're not going to go to the Internet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's pretty powerful stuff to do. I mean, that's hard personally, I would think, mm-hmm. you know, to totally disconnect. Just my personality is you want to know. And I think people, yeah. majority of people want to know more. Um, so the, the best resource is clearly the Internet, mm-hmm. unless they're going to go to the library and start pulling books. But I don't even think, you know, I don't know how accurate the books are going to be or how current the books are going to be. <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll even tell you, Jody is the type that is – going to educate herself mm. no matter what the situation, whether it's dealing with the kids, whether it's me, whether it's herself, whatever. And, uh, and first thing she did was, you know, she's on, she's pursuing information. Um, when we met with our oncologist, uh, Dr. Thomas Abrams, up, in, up at Dana-Farber, The first thing he said was "Stay off the internet." (laughs) He says it's not going to do you any good. He says because there's so much information out there, some of it positive, most of it negative, Negative. and you know you're
0: fake news. Yes. Yeah, lots (laughs) of fake news.
1: It's just uh, there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. And um.
2: And I credit you know Dr. Abrams too because I you know I was approaching this as. I need to know, tell me our worst case scenario. I I need to know how long he, you know, has or what, you know, but wording it in that, in your experience, you know, that, and, um, you know, he, I could tell that he really didn't want to, um, you know, put a time frame on it. And, and I truthfully wish that I, I didn't, you know, just keep badgering and pressuring the way I did. And, and so he, he did, um, he said in his experience of having a patient you know, similar that he's, um, and where Kevin was at at the time, you know, it was about like a nine to 12 month range that, that he thought, but followed that up with um, everybody responds differently. And, you know, so, but then when you get that number in your head, um, it's, it's. Challenging it's challenging. Just, you know,
1: he um, you know the only thing we would ever ask out of any you know professional is just just be straight and straightforward and uh, we have found Dr. Abrams to be He was the perfect fit for us and I think that's important, too um, because there were there were points um You know from the first meeting when we're told okay you have you know roughly nine months to a year to live and you may want to get your affairs in order and it's highly recommended that you do get your affairs in order that's that's the first shot thrown at you and you're saying okay um that's the reality check of what this disease is all about and um there were times with uh, dr abrams where um I just couldn't do it you know you I felt couldn't do it we're gonna go in we're gonna change the regimen we're going it was just beating me up and um, and to his benefit uh, and and to our success now you know he just said let's keep the regimen let me tweak it you know, he says we can do something here. He felt confident um, because we were finding um, through the regiment that the tumor was was shrinking and shrinking rapidly. Um, we which,
2: had kind of a pivotal moment of when yeah. Kevin first. Um, he was um, doing phenox and um, not really responding well initially, um, and. And he had he was hospitalized a couple of times before he was even able to. So I don't think he's you started um, treatment until almost the end of May, beginning of June after you were diagnosed in April. Um, and that was a rough summer to say the least. Um, just if I'm, if I'm, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah, yeah. You are. yeah. Um, just has horrendous side effects from the caregiver perspective and, uh, <laughs> he can't even talk about it from his perspective but um, so kind of towards the, the end of the summer um, we had made a decision of this is just this is too much it's too hard for him and um, it's he, hard for
1: the kids to see mm, you know we have uh, so
2: we were getting a hospital bed to um Put, he was in a wheelchair and uh, at that time, and we were getting a hospital bed to put it downstairs because going up the stairs was too difficult. And um, so we were going up to Dana to say, we just, we need, he needs to have some peace. And, um, you know, Dr. Abrams, uh, being a, a researcher and an oncologist with his passion, um, just said, please just give me one let, let me just tweak it one more time and uh and I have to say I was really against it mm-hmm. um just because of watching him suffer but he want, obviously with the motivation to want to live um we agreed and said okay we'll give you one more
1: one more shot." she was saying no and and I had put all my faith in this man and his assistant um uh Dr. Summers Karen Summers and and it, that was the moment, that was the moment we, it was, uh, I said, I'm, I'm gonna do whatever you tell me to do. And, and I
2: remember, so he responded well to, he reduced it. Um, his dosage one down the, to, yeah. I think he removed one of the drugs, uh, reduced down to the um, lowest uh, dose that he could get. And he, he actually tolerated that, um, and then that treatment remained the same. But I remember just as a caregiver after being almost mad a little bit of thinking, why in the hell has you been suffering? Like why couldn't we have, you know, reduced it down before, but you know, that's just coming from a wife, you know, caregiver perspective. But, um, but we get emotional every time we talk about that because you know, had we not, um, given it one more shot you know he he wouldn't you wouldn't be here today um so but it's i think through our journey the struggle between the quality of life and the quantity of life i think is just the biggest question of where do you strike that balance to um you know because i would say to him like he's so sick taking chemo that he couldn't even lift his head off the pillow of like you this is how you want to live you know yes you have a heartbeat and you're living you know but you're not living um so to and that that is that has a different answer for everybody that's not just you know i mean what is living for one person may not be the same for someone else so i think in our journey with our kids trying to find you know the balance between quality of
1: life and the quantity yeah and and can i just jump in for a second though
0: so it's it's fascinating to hear the story and i didn't know the full story and i read what you sent to me and i think for our listeners at home there's a big lesson to be learned here because i think i've been taking notes here as you guys have been talking and and the first thing is the high volume center and you guys realized early on like hey this is serious you know from the research that you've done and not to be uh, disrespectful to anyone you know this is a serious so if you go to the internet you're gonna find out really quick how serious it is mm-hmm. and we always advocate you got to go to a high volume center mm-hmm. um, and there are plenty of organizations um, if someone lives in a very rural area that will help you get to one of those centers mm-hmm. um, us you know we, we do a lot of that and there's a bunch of other groups that have resources to get people appointments to get them transportation mm-hmm. um, so that's the first key and the first thing that just like stuck out it, it, my biggest note here was like hey high volume center and then something that you said kevin was with dr abrams that you were all in is what i'll say and you believed in that and jody as well and i think that's important for families that are listening to realize that and you know there's a lot of jerky doctors out there Mm. and no one should deal with a jerky doctor and doctors if you're listening if you're a jerk guess what <laughs> we're telling patients to go elsewhere because you shouldn't you shouldn't have to do that and patients have to be 100 percent in or bought in or believe in what their doctor is doing and, and really that's really critical mm. because like you said jody you were saying like hey enough is enough mm. but kevin you're like hey i have 100 percent faith in what this guy's doing i'm all in i'm mm. all in regardless of the outcome regardless of the situation and hearing you guys tell this story from two different parallels is interesting and Being 100% all-in is the reason why that happened. Yeah, you know hindsight for me looking from the outside You know, maybe there were some other factors There could have been you know a moment in time with the kids or at home You know um, the ordering of the bed, you know having him in the bed, mm-hmm. you know downstairs But for our listeners at home, that's so critical, you know,
1: I, and we had we had moments we had Doctors that said that they preferred to look uh, through rose-colored glasses when yeah. dealing with a patient, and that's not the right fit for us. We're information people. We're yeah. communicators. Yeah. And um, when we met um, Dr. Abrams, um, it, it was critical. I mean, he he was the right fit because he's going to give it to me straight, and that's all I could ever ask for. And um, in in all honesty, I am one of those. Uh, he keeps calling me his miracle um, because he goes, "I haven't had one like you," and that speaks volumes to me. And, um,
2: and he's just a really great guy.
1: Well, <laughs> he's, he's an amazing man, yeah. and, uh, um, and and has
2: you can just see the passion that he has. Um, for doing this type of work and i don't know where that comes from he hasn't shared how he got into um you know pancreatic cancer Mm. but um you can just see it like he's we've been going for almost uh well two and a half years and um i think every time we go we feel listened to he gives us his undivided attention and um, it's amazing you know
1: and he and he hugs it out with me every single yeah. every single <laughs> appointment which means more to me than <laughs> even he knows and and you know another.
0: Th- so if you're listening, Doctor Abrams, yeah. continue to <laughs> hug Kevin every time you That's, see him. You know,
1: he's uh, he. You know, he made the comment. He goes, "You put me in a great mood every time I see you." I said, "Well, I can say the same thing because uh, you know you're giving me great news. I'm feeling great as a result of the great news." And
2: but he also does balance. He in, does. Like right now, Kevin is um, not uh taking any he's on a break of any chemo um he had done after felfair Finox, um he had his um uh genetic testing and um and
0: that was one question that i had here so genetic testing did they find anything in genetics
2: yes Yes. so he has the um uh brca2 mutation mutation um
0: so let me stop there for a second mm-hmm. because i want to rewind something here quickly Sure. Mm-hmm. you had diabetes in 15. yep family history
1: just my father
0: any cancer family history now that i know that you have the BRCA mutation
2: his mother um passed of uh, breast cancer but the um, they never
0: did genetic testing
2: she passed before, before yeah, yeah and um but Given at the genetics counselor that we work with, she believes that uh, Kevin, she doesn't think that the breast cancer, because of when his mother was diagnosed later in life, that it just didn't show the same signs of what it would have if she had that mutation. So, um, he really, we're not sure, you know. Who. Well,
0: I just bring it up because there's a big, you know. Well, first of all, the diabetes is is a big issue, right? Like now we've known um, that that does for a small population, which you fit into. Mm -hmm. And then the other factor is the BRCA. So it's fascinating Mm -hmm. to hear now the genetic testing was done post after the Florifloronox or before?
2: Um, After. After after, post.
0: So that's kind of interesting because we do know and i wonder if that's the cocktail that they switched to because now we do know that with braca positive that if you add like the platinum based mm-hmm. drug line yeah mm-hmm. with certain cocktail that patients are actually doing very well yes for
1: pancreatic cancer
0: so i wonder if that was the tweak along the way
1: yeah he... pretty, pretty crazy stuff isn't yeah it? it's I fascinating yeah it really is
2: i don't know why he didn't if I had to guess why he didn't do the genetic testing right away is because um, I you know, I think
1: our just, outlook wasn't very yeah. positive. <laughs> well, I, I will tell. In his defense, who knows, right? Right.
0: But I will tell you this, from the clinical standpoint now, and I was just at ASCO GI in January, which so we're in 2018, right? And so this was back in 16 when you were originally diagnosed, right? right? Yeah. So now the standard is do genetic testing. Yes. So you know, and, and MSK had done a big study. Which started back a a couple years back, but they didn't release their findings because clearly, when you do a study, you don't go out until you have all the data, right? Right. So they just released the data at ASCO GI in January. But there were some groups that were aware of what was going on. You know, I think the year prior, possibly, Mm -hmm. um, within the scientific community, and that's where I go back to like high volume center here, right? Like, there's Mm -hmm. a common denominator. Like, if you're not at Dana or if you're still at that regional hospital and there's nothing wrong with regional hospitals here yeah. folks like i'm not saying like avoid regional hospitals yeah. right. but when you have a serious condition like pancreatic cancer you want to go to a high volume center you want to go to a center of excellence mm-hmm. because of this, the things we're just talking right. about
1: this is what they do this yeah. is this is their every day every day they we, we walk sleep. in and and i tell people every day if you want to get a feel for you know, um, everyday life and and struggle and fight, you go sit in the lobby of Dana Farber yeah. for for an hour. An hour yeah. You A know, you'll get perspective on life real quick, and and um, and even um, my uh, uh, our president uh, Paul Vella, he was saying to me in the beginning of this whole thing, he says you need to stay positive and you need to stay, um, you know, everything's. You need to be, you know, just no negativity. And I didn't really understand what it meant. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm positive. No, you know, you're not understanding, but you'll know when, you know, when it hits you. And and you, when you look at your kids, you look at your wife and, and you see their struggle, you know, I can only fight harder, you know. And I hate using that term fight, but it, it is... You know, you, put yourself in the position, I want to see my kids graduate from college. You know, I want to see them succeed in life. I want my wife to be successful and I, I want to, that's where I derive my greatest pleasures of, of as out of their successes and out of their, um, their triumphs. And, and, um, and that was, that was that, that thing that got me over the hump you know those were the those were the thoughts every day while you're fighting this vicious disease and you can't get your head up off the pillow or you can't walk straight or you can't you know you need a wheelchair to get around and um it was always be positive and always give those that I encounter the best that I can give them that's that's how I try to live these days it's given me um, it's almost a second lease on life and, 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 um, and every day my mantra is to give those the, that I surround myself with the very best that I can give them. And and if I find myself getting, getting down in that negative thing, I pull it back, pull it back and, 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 uh, you know, take no, but, um, this journey has been, um, just so life-altering and and i know the families out there that experience this know what i'm talking about and and just waking up every morning you know and it is is a thrill you know because of what you've been through and what the doctors are saying and what could possibly still happen to me so it's still 50 50 that that this comes back
2: yeah
1: you know because
2: i think that while, you know, we're in a very good place right now in a place that we never ever imagined that we would be in, you know, I think that um, Dr. Abrams, you know, reminds us too that it, um, you know, history tells us, research tells us that he he could have a reoccurrence and, um, you know, and if he does, then we're going to do what we have to do to you know battle again but it's just kind of trying to keep in the present and to you know know that this will be something you know lifelong it's not like even though you know treatment right now has has stopped we still go for monthly appointments and um and uh I also you know it's always lingering too sometimes um you know like the other day he felt warm and it was like oh my god do you have a fever like you just instantly go into this like you know um just ripping panic out the, yeah, yeah panic you know
0: well things are different now the yes. outcome could be something more severe than yes just getting a cold because you're traveling or someone at work was sneezing, you know, whatever they get or, you know, in your line of business, you meet a client and you know, client has something that they pass on or possibly, you know, or the weather changes, right? Yeah. So for our listeners at home, so Mm. you you go through the floor knocks, the shift happens, you bounce, I mean, okay. you walked in here, it looks like you may have played golf yesterday, honestly. <laughs> like, I mean, you look fantastic. Great. Thank yes. you very much. Um, and I remember we met last year, you guys, Jody wasn't able to run the marathon, right. but you guys were still there hanging out. I did see a beer in your hand at mm-hmm. some point. So there maybe, beverage, maybe, you know? yeah, it was a little <laughs> beverage. Um, so you have that turning point and I know you said you're on a break on chemo so things are stable things are good you know for our listeners at home just share after that point of that turning point what was the transition or what what type of transition was that was it more chemotherapy surgery uh, radiation any other types of treatments that happen
2: he um, wasn't eligible for any surgery because he has a uh, lesion or liver cancer yeah. um, but so he continued on the full uh, regimen, I believe every two weeks, then ha- um, I don't know, maybe a year into it, reduced down to once a month. Um, <clears throat> you know, ups and downs for sure. Um, and then. Uh, we were last summer actually we wanted to take a break from chemo because mm-hmm. the you know it sometimes it, you know it just never w- would make sense to me because it's like the numbers are good um CA199 when he, when he was first diagnosed it was like crazy, like 40,000 or something yeah, 30, 40, and 000, yeah. um and he's been like sitting steady at like 7 to 9 range <sighs> um yeah and so you're like all the numbers look great, but he would feel like crap. I mean, yeah. it was just it would just kick the crap out of him every time that that he had, you know, because he would go home for two days with the pump yep. and um, and it would just you know knock him out, and then he would have kind of about a week and a half to really start getting going feeling again, feeling better, and then he'd have to, to go back, yeah, in. to go back in. And so we did that cycle for a while, and then last summer, um, you know, we asked Doctor Abrams uh, for a break. From uh, chemo, so he would give us kind of like six weeks, you know, and so, so I i would always joke that I, I would think that you know Dr. Abrams would be like, oh my God, Kevin and his wife are
0: coming, like,
1: she's gonna, she's gonna beat me I up. I got right? for this. <laughs> I, put the I do, on. <laughs> I do have to tell you this because this speaks volumes <laughs> oh, of, uh, yeah. of how great Dr. Abrams is, is that you know she's always in saying okay he needs a break he needs a break he needs a break so we had an appointment where uh dr abrams was uh out of out of the office and they had somebody fill in for him like a
2: physician's assistant or right
1: something. you got very the
0: PA. oh yes. my god this Did you beat very... the pa
1: up <laughs> it was one of the funnier moments <laughs> she so she's like you know we think uh, you know i'm thinking a break and, and she's looking at our file she goes oh, oh no um, uh, and then she got this look of horror on her face yeah I'm not allowed it says here I'm oh, like do not it allow. says there I said to
2: her I'm like there's a note in there on me <laughs> they told, have you pinned oh yeah. they
1: totally had her pegged so. so
2: we didn't get a break that day no, but, we didn't. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so with the you know and Dr. Evans would say like I give you a break. It's coming back, and so you're like, "All right, how do you argue with that?" Because you don't want it to come back. Um, And then after he had the genetic testing, uh, because it was the BRCA2, he qualified for a um, clinical trial. Um, And I'm not—I meant to look up the name before we got here, but um, it was a clinical trial that started for uh, women with um, the drug was starts with an O.
0: Oxyplat, no. No.
2: Oh. I
1: don't, yeah, I don't
0: remember. Oh. For our listeners at home, we'll we'll, just we'll leave get, it at yeah. that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. So that was an oral um, mm-hmm. chemo, and it was a it was a double blinded study. Um, we're pretty sure with the side effects that he had the actual um drug, drug though, yeah. and um. <clears throat> Uh, so I forget when you started that Um, and you know you think like yes oral drug just take it and you know but gosh I think those side effects were worse than side effects knock me out fatigue
1: like fatigue uh,
2: like I've never seen I mean he could not stay awake like I would I started driving everywhere because I was just afraid he was going to fall asleep at the wheel and um so even with that he reduced down to the lowest that he could go on that and then probably uh it was may i think may of this year yeah. is when um we collectively dr abrams with his blessing said you know okay let's let's just write it out and see what what your body's gonna do from here um which you know, it was like that day that we're just, like, waiting. You want to hear that. But then, you know, when you're leaving, you have this kind of, like, oh, shit. Yeah, kind should, of like, oh, should God, we should, should we do this? Yeah. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I, you know, but I just, it's like, but you just want to see, you know, your She's been field. asking <laughs>
1: for a couple of years now to get me a break. And he finally says, you know, I yeah. think it's time. And so we've been off it for a few months. We go in for a scan uh, in two weeks on yeah. the 18th. And that's going to be the telltale. Of, uh, if uh, but my last um, um, set of blood results numbers are still low. Um, uh, the last you feel skin, good. You look good. I feel mm-hmm. great. I mean, I feel better than I did before. Yes, I, went I was just going to say that.
2: I think he feels better even before because you know there there were signs, I guess, of looking back. You know, in the year 2015, but they're just every day. They're nothing that you would think, oh, I have stage four pancreatic cancer. Um, So I think, yeah, I think you feel better than you have in years. Um.
0: So when Kevin was originally diagnosed, it was stage four. Stage
2: four. Stage four. Yeah.
0: And that was back in 16. Yep. And so statistically, you are a miracle.
1: Yes. That's what they call me over there.
0: So saying that, how does that make you feel? Because I have a note here you mentioned that before that dr abrams you know he gives you that big hug and he calls you the miracle like how do you feel about that it's
1: um you know this whole journey has been surreal i mean you i wouldn't wish this on anybody you know in in the things that we've seen the things that we've experienced to be sitting here today um i have a, a zest for life that that um I've never had before. I love going into work. You know, people think I'm crazy. I love <laughs> I going into good. work, <laughs> and, and 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 I love that interaction. Um, I was out of work for a year and a half, and um, they waited me out. and And uh, um, I have a position that I'm um, I absolutely love the interaction, uh, customers, uh, employees, management, um, right on down the list, and so how do I feel? I feel like a pretty blessed man. Um, He said
2: something to me recently, though, that that just struck me, was that when he said when he was first diagnosed, he would say, why me, why me? And now that he has responded the way that he has, knowing that that is not a typical outcome of pancreatic cancer. He has questioned himself of saying, "Why me?" You know, and so you, you know, to think about that of that balance of like, why am, what did I do to deserve to have this to where like, why am I the you know kind of quote unquote lucky one I guess, and I don't even like saying you know, right. that, but. Um,
0: it, well statistically we know what the reality is right? so I think that's a very common thing and I can say from this perspective and from interviewing so many survivors and fighters that are thriving and living Mm -hmm. I, I think they all have said that in every single podcast that we've had and i'm looking over at sam and he's shaking his head and he would know because he listens to every single (laughs) podcast sure five or six times before we go to you know put it up on the on the internet so i don't think that's anything abnormal Mm. um but it's there is something that is pretty amazing with all the survivors and it's this attitude and if we could bottle this up mm. and sell it, we'd mm-hmm. be gazillionaires, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, um, one thing with this podcast that we've always said, and, and that's really what we're trying to do is share that because I think it's important for people that are listening at home, going back to what you said and what I hit on, you know, the first thing that someone does when they get diagnosed is they go to the internet. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that it is all doom and gloom, mm-hmm. um, You know, and and I'm not going to sugarcoat for a lot of people. That is a Mm -hmm. very harsh reality. Sure. Mm -hmm. But there's something that um, I've learned over time. The things you worry about are the things that you can control. The Mm -hmm. things that are out of your control, you don't really worry about in a way. And your attitude, you can change the way I think your attitude is towards what you can control.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And, well, and that's something that's really common that I see in all the survivors that we talk to, that they make a choice. There's a choice. You have a choice, Kevin. Mm-hmm. You had a choice to say, hey, like, I'm going to get up today. I'm going to embrace my job. Jody was laughing, right? right? You, know, it, it, you know, versus saying, shit, I got to go to work today. You know? <laughs> you know what? Like, I just went through a year and a half being off. I was I couldn't lift my head off the bed. Like, I don't need to go work with these jerks or listen to this client complain. But you're making a choice not to yeah Mm -hmm. you know and to embrace that and to love that and enjoy that and as monotonous as it may seem for an outsider Mm -hmm. you're making the choice mentally it's
1: it's, uh yeah and and it is it's a rush at times too you know in in uh you know like in any business you have your good customers, your bad customers, oh, good of employees, bad employees, and uh, but that's the beauty of all of it too, and, and that's where I uh, that's where I get the biggest kick out of it because I was missing it for a year and a half. I was out of the action, and and um, so to be able to be. My perspective at work is differently, and even my employees—they'll come in and you know they'll—I'm not well, like I, and I got—and then they'll just stop themselves and they'll look at me and they go. No excuses. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to go back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll work the rest yeah, of the day. Yeah. And, and that is, for me, that breaks me up. But but that's also their understanding of, of uh, what I've been through, too. And and trust me, there were times, you know, I have, I have an office and, you know, there were those times where the head is dropping and they recognized it. So, you know, just the support from those people, the people that I work with, just Unbelievable. Absolutely. And unbelievable.
2: we are just truly, truly blessed with, um, just awesome friends support. and support. And yeah, we really are. We could not have gotten through anything without them for sure. And, 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 and our kids, like our, our kids were, um, going into their, or they were in their freshman year of college and, um, you know, to be, one, to have to give them this news long distance um, was was heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Um,
1: we won't forget that.
2: But, you know, just the maturity that they um, possessed kind of overnight of, you know, taking care of whatever they needed to. I mean, that summer was rough for them to come in home because at the end of the day, they're also, you know, 19 years old. They don't want to see the person that they you know think is the strongest man in the world to be a very weak you know
0: weak mm. sick so i have a question for, for both of you sure ask we'll ask jody first and then we'll go to kevin what advice for our listeners at home and maybe someone that just was diagnosed and maybe there's a wife listening to this podcast and her husband was just diagnosed what advice would you give her What's the one, and I'll rephrase that, what's the, the best bit of advice that you can give them given what you just explained and what your experience and what you guys went through? And I'm going to ask Kevin the same That's question. A great and I know question. it's going to be different <laughs> for each one because this is something that we talk about a lot. Is sure. Like you have the person fighting, mm-hmm. but then you have the caregiver. And pancreatic cancer affects both, but mm-hmm. in so vastly
1: different ways. That's why she's here, because... I, I don't do this without her, and and I'm not here today without you and without her. It is – that's the reality. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, know, I've given you enough time. To <laughs> I <to try>. appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> now the hard questions come, by the way. These, these are when the hard ones
2: come. Um, honestly, I, the very first thing that popped into my mind, and I, I struggled with it, but it was advice that was given to me by um, a wife um, – is to carve out time for myself to because I'm no good, you know, without kind of regrouping. And, um, I did, I, uh, personally, I, um, found a therapist that I go to weekly because it was just a space, a safe space for me, um, you know, to talk about, um, you know, my worst fears that I couldn't really talk to Kevin about because talking about my worst fears while he's experiencing, I didn't want to put that um, emotion on him. So I really tried to, um, you know, just take, whether it be five minutes or, you know, five hours, whatever it was to either, you know, go running you know I have to say my running um, I've run for years and years and I could not leave the house to go out running because I was terrified to leave him and so that's when um, a girlfriend of mine said you need to do something for yourself you have to release your stress other places so it was really just kind of doing that and um, you know I personally found um, it beneficial to um, you know go to a therapist so I think that would be- which is
0: important and, and I and, and you know I think that's something that not a lot of people talk about so mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that with our audience because I know that's not easy mm-hmm. but you have to be healthy enough to take care of someone who's sick and then there's this saying like caring for chronically ill people mm-hmm. you tend to become chronically ill yeah and you are no good like you said to mm-hmm. care for your loved one if you are sick yourself so if that yeah. means mental if you have to go talk to your rabbi you have to go talk to your priest you have to mm-hmm. go talk to your therapist um if it's physical figuring out a way to stay physically healthy because mm-hmm. you get run down and i saw that personally with my mom like mm-hmm. my mom like she like totally forgot about herself mm-hmm. and there came a breaking point and mm-hmm. you know you have to address that mm-hmm. and that's super important yeah. but i think people tend to forget about themselves very easily and it happened you know parents with kids Mm -hmm. you know that get sick and you know it happens to everyone who's caring for a chronically ill person not just pancreatic cancer so thank you for sharing that though because that is that is the mental aspect I'm glad you brought that up and uh, there's um, you know that's really I hope our listeners take that to heart because physically strength physical strength mental strength is as important as being physically strong yeah. um if and, you know and i've seen it where people are mentally strong and that carries them so much further than mm-hmm. being able to lift someone or you know pick yes. someone up because physical strength you know if someone's the, the mind is an amazing thing mm-hmm. you yeah. know and can do amazing things and if you are mentally strong and mentally clear that's so much more important to, yes. in my opinion than someone who can lift someone up or you know be there physically or be up you know 20 hours a day you yeah know? So thank you for sharing.
1: That. I'm going to also add, you know, to Jody's um, comments that, you know, um, when she started uh, running again, mm-hmm. you know, and then became familiar with Project Purple in your efforts, um, there was also a motivation there because there was also um, um, an avenue of sharing. You know, and people to talk to that have been in the same, uh, that are sitting in the same arena as she is and and as we are. Um, So I thank you for that because, uh, you know, making the trip into New York, even though she could not run last year, was, um, and our kids were there. And it was um, something that they will never forget. And just the conversations that we were having with you and some of the folks there and just the, the camaraderie. of of, uh that you're not in this alone is huge so um from our family standpoint we thank you for for that avenue so i just wanted to make sure um i got that out there
0: well thanks kevin no need to thank me thank you guys for because as i tell the families we don't do this all this is all because of you guys and all the families that have believed in what we're doing so um i think i have the best job in the world by the way every day um I'm biased, but so be it. <laughs> That's
1: pretty awesome.
0: Um, back to you now, Kevin. What advice would you give? What's the, what, let me rephrase that. What's the best advice you would give to someone who is recently diagnosed and sitting in your shoes back when you were sitting in 2016?
1: You know, my whole thought process, I went through a, a series of emotions that, um, that you're going to go through, as you know, and and it's such a roller coaster that, you know, I too had to seek help and talk to a professional um, because you have these feelings of, you you have this feeling of loss. You've been diagnosed with this terminal illness, and and you have um, somebody telling you, you have X amount of time to live, so there it is. You've got a marker and I'm looking at um, a wife that that means the world to me and, and I'm struggling with how am I going to leave this woman. I have two kids, um, Derek and Erica, that, that, that I relish in their activities and, and their successes and I just need to be here for their graduation. So there were there were things you you find yourself looking ahead and then you have to pull yourself back and say, I may not be here for that. And how do I, how do I address that? I chose to, to really surround myself with, um, positive people and energy and, and took out the toxicity and the negativity that comes with this. Um, You know, we've, um, talked with groups and and you're surprised and um, you'll be surprised and who comes out of the woodwork um, as as one of your greatest supporters and you're surprised on um, the people that don't come to your aid you know whether it be family or friends you know um, because maybe it just plain scares them and they don't want to deal with it and so my advice and what kept me strong was I I had a company that was backing me up hundred percent. So the positivity of a president who's of our company who's been through True. this um, and who understood and um, you know uh, still made me feel relevant um, even though I was at my my worst. Um, you know, and that uh, there was a position waiting for me. You know, when I got better, your job is to get better. And you need those people surrounding yourself. And and the friends that, that um, we have, friends that are caregivers. And, um, you know, it just, uh, I think my fight was for all of them. You know, how can I let... You know, I'm not going to let anybody down and I'm going to I'm going to do the very best I can every single day and just try to be the best person I can be every day. And I don't know if that properly answers. No, you but hit that I line. didn't do it alone. I did it with the help of an awful lot of people. And, and um You know, it starts with you, your immediate surroundings, and then you, you are, you're amazing, the people that do reach out and that are there for you every day.
0: That's great stuff. And an important lesson, I think, for people listening is, I just wrote this down, is, you know, positivity, take out the negative in your life, but you don't do it alone. No one does this alone. Mm -mm. And I've always said, like, you can't, no one, no one can fight this thing alone. You need a tribe, you need family friends strangers whatever it may be Um, but you have to have that support system and that's super important and everyone's support systems different right sure in in terms of what that may be you mentioned the New York Marathon so now we're gonna shift gears cuz there's something coming up yeah and last year unfortunately due to injury um, but Jody's coming back this year she's training hard so question first for Jody what is that gonna you know I I know it's hard I'm putting you on the spot here (laughs) what does it mean to you to be able to you know we still got some time so we're we're fast forwarding Yes. what's it going to be like when you cross that finish line
2: mm. <laughs> well i should back up and and um and tell you this piece of it is that i um I've run for as long as I can remember, and when I was training for my first marathon, when Kevin um, was diagnosed, he, it, the marathon was going to be in Maine in May, and um, it became very obvious that we weren't going to be able to travel, and so I was very disappointed. And um, so I, with the support of our friends and everything, and kind of makeshift, uh, I did a, I changed it into um, Kevin's run for hope, faith, and love. Uh, so I ran 26 miles on a trail and I don't remember any of it, but, um, <laughs> but I did do it. And so, and I, I wanted to take that, you know, of like running for a purpose. And that's when I, so I started doing research and came across Project Purple and, um, just was thrilled to find your organization. Um, and so ch- I trained last year. I tore my uh, hip flexor right before. so but it has been something and that I have um, every time I lace up my sneakers, you know, I dedicate my run to Kevin and uh, everyone that um, you know battles this. And for me,, um, I don't even know if I can put into words what it'll mean crossing the finish line. One, I will be happy to have checked the box and <laughs> maybe do some Project Purple five Ks. <laughs> um, but it it has significant meaning. Um, you know, uh, just raising money for such an important cause and, you know, running for Kevin's, you know, not a runner. He's never been a runner, but he, um, he is the best water and goo delivery guy there ever was.
1: <laughs> <Always> <laughs> and he is my
2: number one fan by, by large. And, um, so, I know I really didn't answer the question, but... Um, no,
1: you well, did. There
2: will be lots of tears, I'm sure, and I cannot wait to have a beer in my hand after crossing the <laughs> finish line. At Project but, Purple. Yes, at so, Project yeah. Purple. Yeah. Um, What
1: you need to know, this is a driven woman, and she is, uh, you know, and this has been um, talk for a couple of years now, and uh, when she ran the Kevin's run, I was in the hospital, so we had... Tons of friends that were FaceTiming me through iPads and like, here she is. it." It was, it was just a very, very cool event. And, uh, but this event, this is, uh, we got a special place on the wall waiting to put that medal. And uh...
2: When I said that I was doing it again, Kevin, you know, has said so many times, you know, honey, I know you love me. You don't have to run this, you know. and But it's just turned into just a mission for me. So, and um, so I said to him, I'm like, look, you can either support the training on this or I, <laughs> every year I'm just going to keep trying to do this. So he's like. Okay, we'll I'm just in. get it. We'll knock I'm it out. I'm we'll in. knock it out. So, so that is what we're gonna do.
1: That's, <laughs> we're gonna uh, knock
2: it out and raise money. We have
1: friends that money. are gonna be uh, coming in for the uh, for the weekend to, to join us and join us in the. Um, this and I'm happy to say i um,
2: so far. Training's the,
1: going well. Training's going so well.
2: So we got
0: we got like uh, I think like less than two months. I think yep. it's like forty something days. So. Yes well uh we can't wait and i am biased i think um you know new york as a whole the marathon is just something really special and i've always said when you run for a reason and your reason for kevin and to have him there and uh you know it's 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 special so i think it's going to be pretty magical um to say the least uh, on that weekend so uh, we're looking forward to it so i've got another tough question for you guys and this is <laughs> going to take a little bit of thought here and this will be my last tough question i promise <laughs> we'll go ladies first again kevin
1: <laughs> gets me off the hook
0: <laughs> what's the greatest gift you have received or bought that has cost you the least
1: oh boy wow
2: <laughs> can you repeat that again
0: <laughs> the greatest gift you have received or bought but has cost you
1: the least I, I'm, you know, maybe I'll go first. Okay. You know, for me, um, you know, it, is the, it was the gift of hope, but it is the gift of life mm-hmm. and the gift of living every day. I think if there's something to truly be thankful for, um, the friends, the unexpected friends that have come into our lives and what they have meant to us and our family, um, without question, it has just been that's what keeps me together. Um, and because uh, you just don't know, you don't know who's going to be there for you. And we know who we can count on. And um, we're truly blessed to have these people in our lives. And, and again, I'm not here without you know, this woman, our kids, and these people. You know, it just um, cost us the least. I mean.
2: I'd have to say the word hope for me is um, just not really a word I had thought about before that I remember thinking about. Um, But it is certainly um, just the beacon of light. It, It can move mountains because if you have hope, have something and so I guess maybe the second years would be the gift of hope it really Mm -hmm. is just such a word that I use all the time now Um, um, because it's just a little glimmer that's all you need is to have hope
0: awesome for our listeners at home if they want to reach out if someone is battling pancreatic cancer and they want to find you Kevin is it okay to share contact information or how could someone get a hold of you oh
1: without question absolutely. so yeah. why
0: don't you go right ahead and what's the best way for someone who's listening to this podcast that wants to reach out to you maybe talk to you about dana farber maybe they want to talk to you about it, your journey and they might be going through it as well what's the best way they can find you
1: uh you know cell phone probably be the uh, the best way to get me and i'll be, my number is 860 916 so you can either text me or uh, no, I'll, I'll, there's one thing I've learned in, in my journey with Dana-Farber is um, I will be there for anybody that needs, uh, needs assistance.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, Jody. Thank you, Kevin.
1: Thank you. For
0: sharing, and I've got so many words here, but uh, really this miracle journey that you guys have been on with our listeners. And for the folks listening at home, um, I think you said it, uh, you know, your perspective on life you know, is really so powerful. And this podcast has been awesome for me. I know you guys think me and us, you know, it's just not me, but the team here, but thank you guys for believing. And thank you for allowing us to share your story of this miracle and positivity and hope. So we appreciate it. With that, it's a wrap.